I need to give another shout out to. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Because he gave me a pair of game-worn signed gloves. I asked him for them and he delivered. He remembered. Thank you, Matt Bersano. We also can't forget the super generous JT Marcinkowski, who really likes to give back to his community and helps all the time. And here at Aftershock, we also believe in giving back to the community. So this is for you, JT. We good? <laughs> here at Aftershock, we believe in giving back to the community, and JT has saved us very much. So, so I have a signed pair of socks. Marcinkowski, <laughs> right here. I hit you so so much. Signed from who signed them? They're going to be worth a lot. I'm going to sell them, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, keep them yeah, and sell yeah, them one yeah, day. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bay Area. Stand up and let's be heard. This is something that's been created by the people for the people. No more sitting in the This is everything and anything San Jose are related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. This game had to be absolutely the best support I've seen. Well, for sure this season, but I, I can't even remember the last time there was an atmosphere like this. Obviously, they were full of Seattle fans, but the Earthquakes fans everywhere. And big, big shout out to the Faultliners, who had a crazy atmosphere. And for about 30 minutes after the game, we're just still beating the drums, screaming. I completely lost my voice. They let me up there, let, let me party with them. It was great. They're always a great time, but it was extra special today in the crowd. Now onto the game recap. If you want to watch kind of a full match highlight breakdown, you can go onto our Instagram page, our YouTube page at Aftershock SJ, or our website at Aftershock.club to watch this video of me breaking down the latest game for Seattle Sounders. But we got the win, baby. We got a win. We came out in a new 4-1-4-1, which... I liked because it really solved our midfield problem right now of how do we get Grey Goosh, Yule, and Montero on the pitch at the same time while also not giving up wing play, while also getting in defensive mid-in, while also maybe fitting in trophies. And as now, it seemed like it had a good balance to it. We honestly had a majority of the ball for most of the game except around the 26-minute mark to the 36-minute mark. And that'd be the only time I really said Seattle would dominate us. Otherwise, I'd say we were the better team for the majority of the game. We got a classic Nothan performance today. The highs are so high where he is just locked down in the back, breaking up plays, going for hard tackles, electrifying the stadium. But then every once in a while, something silly happens. And 10 minutes in, he goes for that slide tackle that really should have been a red card, but we got away with one. Well, we got away with a couple, but especially this one, they go up 1-0 early, but Goonies never say die. That was what I really liked about this team. They didn't quit. They kept fighting. And from what I can see from the locker room coming out of the game, the locker room is very good this year. All really good players. There's a few of them got a little swagger, a little bit of ego to them, but nothing toxic ruining the locker room. Really good leaders in there especially after Chris Wondolowski's departure. I mean, I know he's on the bench now, but he's not in the locker room all the time. I guess he is now. But he's not like the main man. He's not on the field. They've done a really good job of stepping up and creating a great culture, especially after some difficult, difficult games, at least results. And this last week with a big change, these guys are doing great, and I love to see it. We had really good chances, and we moved the ball around, and we didn't force things. We kept moving it side to side, which I really liked. But then 
the biggest thing is we had variety in our tech. It wasn't just send it down the wing, cross it in, hope it Jabo gets to it. We attacked, we took long shots, we tried the crossing still, we tried longer crosses, short shots, breaking through the middle. We tried so many different things. I really liked it. And hallelujah, we tried the negative ball, which we saw on Jackson Newell's goal, which we'll get to later. Christian's first goal of the night came at a perfect time. Right before half, stadium was starting to feel deflated. Players you could see were feeling a little deflated. Right before half, scores a goal, brings electric electricity into the stadium, and then brings it into the locker room. We're feeling good, feeling like we got a chance going into the second half. And he really fought for that goal too, which it was a sick goal, really went for it, and then karate kicked it in. Really brings fight and life to the whole team. Again, on the next goal, we played really well, except Calvo got caught a little high trying to press for someone, and then Ramady lost like his only 50-50 of the game, but unfortunately, it caused a goal for them. And, you know, a credit to Paul Marie, who I've been very hard on. He's really coming into his role at right back, and he tucked in. He did exactly what we haven't been doing, really shut down the middle. Maybe he could have pressed a little bit higher. Maybe players could have got back more and tracked the runners a little bit better. Everyone could have done a little bit better, but it was an unfortunate play. Good goal by them. Fight, again, was amazing, and I loved Coach Covey's choice to bring on Cade Cal for Greg Goosh. I was literally just saying I would love Cal to come on for Greg Goosh. We need that speed and a little bit more work on the wing. And one or two minutes later, he did it. It was amazing. It was a great decision. And I love seeing it go forward. It really helped bring us out wide. Everything was going down Christian side. And Nuhu is a one, probably the best left back, if not one of the best in MLS. So now we were able to open up play and bring it down both sides. This also brought Montero into the midfield, which gave us a more attacking third or more attack in the final third. And it's just his creativity, his work rate in the center was really helping us. And it really led to the next two goals. The next goal was complete luck, if we're going to be completely honest. Stefan Fry is an MLS veteran and one of the best keepers in the league. No doubt about it. Everyone can agree on that. And Christian hit a curled in pass. At least that's what it was attempted to be so that it would curl into J-Bow and go away from Fry. But he hit it so hard it ended up knuckling and then on the bounce went right past Fry into that near post. We actually froze when it scored because we didn't understand that it just went in. We, We were so shocked. It was great though and that was just the luck we needed all this luck going against us in the final third we haven't been able to score and it all came tonight and hopefully it moves with us going forward sometimes you just need that little bit of luck next up my play of the night my my favorite moment of the night it it was it i i've never experienced anything like that in a stadium before the very next play if you didn't see the game after we scored so we have now just tied it three to three after that Christian Espinoza weird knuckleball, whatever it was. We win the ball back immediately. Espinoza runs down the wing. Instead of just crossing it in, he attacks, attacks directly. Exactly what I want. Sucks in the defender. Plays a negative ball, thank you, to Montero. Montero plays the one touch to Yule. And Yule, instead of smashing it as hard as he can, just places it into the bottom corner for a sweet goal. And we tie 3-3. Sorry, it was 2-3 before. Now we're at 3-3. Just the fight we showed and showing that we can be clinical and we can be creative and we can't do all the simple stuff perfectly. That's a team I want to be a part of. And this team would be dangerous if we continuously did that. We have the pieces and I've seen it these previous games. 
Now we're executing on them and we are going to be very dangerous if we keep doing it. Absolute mayhem broke in after the goal too. I don't even remember. I've nearly blacked out. There might've been an actual earthquake in the stadium after that. People were freaking out. It really brought life to the team and showed the fight. We had fight in us now. It was amazing. One of the best experiences I've ever experienced in a soccer game, any sporting event ever. And then finally we moved to the Calvo flop. I mean the Calvo foul and uh, well, I mean, you can look at it right here. I think we sold it a bit. I think, again, this is where the luck kind of helped us out a bit. And Christian Espinoza, the man of the match. Well, at least uh, TV's man of the match. I have a different one personally. But our, our guy, our DP, he stepped up. The Christian Espinoza old. He scores the penalty, and we win. We get our first win. And we're the first team in 129 games to beat Seattle when they have a 2-0 lead. They were on a 128-game streak, and we just beat them. That's pretty cool if you ask me. Whistle blew. I'm going to be completely honest. I thought it was a foul. I, I couldn't believe it. I wasn't excited. I wasn't happy. I would just I felt nothingness because I couldn't believe it. And then all of a sudden, I just see everyone celebrating. I see the players running. I see them on their knees thanking. And just our whole section, the fault liners, we explode. And for the next 30 minutes, screaming drums. I, it was, again, it's all a blur. My voice is just now coming back. It was one of the best moments. And I was going to say thank you, San Jose, but I guess we've gone through enough torture that this was so extra sweet. Hey, everyone. This is me. And while editing, I totally, completely forgot to talk about the attendance. Not well, Obviously, I talked about for tonight, but I need to talk about the attendance from the Open Cup game and then the Oakland A's game. Yes, Oakland A's as in the baseball team, because you know who else owns that? John Fisher. Look at this. Look at these stats I'm putting on right now and then here's a video of me during the hope and cup game this needs to be better and then this is also here's a quick little stat line of how much money john fisher's making so clearly it's not just us and it's not just the performance it's two different franchises in two different sports that are struggling what's the common denominator I want to break into some of the negatives of the game. I know, I know we finally win. Let's be happy about it, right? And I was so positive during all the negatives, but it's always good to critique them, especially in the good, so you know what's moving forward. I don't know how we're going to move forward with this, this three-center mid situation. I know Montero wants to play more of an attacking mid or out wide, but I, while I did like having Montero out wide left and Grey Goosh and Yule in the center – because it did give us more balance. I think we were more like dynamically better going forward when we had Cade Callen. And I think if you have Shofis, Grey Goosh, Yule, and Montero, you can only fit two of them in. And then you're going to have to put one of them is going to have to be replaced for either Buddha, Richmond, Kikanovich, or Cade Cal. One of them is going to have to go out wide, I feel. And I'm leaning towards more Kate Cal because I feel it offers us a little more defensively. Benji would also give us that. Richmond, he's a little raw. He doesn't, going forward, it's very simple. I like him as a sub sometimes. Buddha, I love, but I feel as he plays more, maybe he won't play more defense, but I like him going forward for a more attacking game. I want him there. He's more creative and goes through while Kate Cal's more running gun, but I think that might help us on defense. But I like the balance of it now, but I, I, that goes into my other negative, Coach Colby. I don't have a negative for him right now, but in the future, 
is he going to just live off at this high and assume it's going to work every game and then assume the games it doesn't work, they were unlucky? What are the other tactics? What are the other moves? I actually really liked what I saw with that Cal switch. I think, and then the, oh, the Tanner Beeson switch by putting another center back on who's left-footed and I think plays almost better at left back at times in when we're tied, but still puts us forward and gives us attack for Marcos Lopez, who looked a little tired, is a little injury prone. It was a great sub. I absolutely loved it. And obviously the Cal one was great. I would have loved Tommy Thompson to come on. I guess that's another negative. That's my boy. But I want to see Coach Covey move forward. I want to see him, how he's going to go going forward. I don't have any negatives for him now, but I want him to keep progressing with his tactics and change them game to game to game. And not in a crazy way where it's like, what are we doing every game? But just to adjust to the other team. Let's play our style. Let's find a style first, and then let's play it. I think we saw in this game we can be very creative, but also adjust to the other team. Don't just say we're going to go out there and do it or this will always work with everything. It's the best tactic that's ever been made. But let's just see where it goes. But I'm very happy with him so far. Now, is I hate to be that guy, but Seattle Sounders are extremely out of form right now. And while today was supposed or Saturday was supposed to clean off the rust so that they'd be good for their Champions League match on Wednesday, they did perform kind of bad today. But they're also on a two-game losing streak versus the two worst teams in MLS, us and Inter-Miami, at least statistically speaking. Now Miami's jumped up and we've jumped up because of these wins. But And I get they played the kids versus Miami. But we need to take that with a grain and solid realize they're not in form right now. But also, Seattle's a very good team, and MLS is like a rock-paper-scissors match. It doesn't matter who's in form and who isn't. Some teams just play better versus others, and usually they do very good against us. And we just got them today. So it's going to be very interesting to see how we do when we go into Seattle and how we're going to play in the Open Cup. My last negative is we got a tough, 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 tough game versus New, a red-hot New York FC current reigning champions who just, I think they have 11 goals in their last two games. And we're conceding a lot of goals right now. So I don't want us to go in the game super cocky, but I want us to go into it really, really ready and excited with our new team. I'm also curious to see if we lose, are we going to go back to, oh, yep, that was just lucky. We won. Are we going to be like, nope, nope, they were just a good team, the guys. We're going to move on to the next. So seeing how the boys react to the next game. All right, now on to the positives. Time for the sweet dessert. The boys fight. I absolutely love that they didn't give up and they kept going and they didn't settle. And it wasn't that, okay, well, usually it's once we get scored on, then we start playing attack. And I guess that kind of is what happened today. But we, were, we had the majority of the chances of some good ones before they even scored. So I liked that. I liked that we had fight and we wanted to get our win and we got it. Oh, Eric Romady. I loved having an actual defensive mid role player today and not just having a center mid supposed to do it. It helped so much. And it, I think it's really what won us this game, honestly. It, I know we're going to give Christian all the credit, but just the amount of play that it broke up and it freed Yule and it freed Grey Goose to go forward and not have to worry as much about having to be all the way back. And it let us get the ball higher up to start. So we didn't have to be so deep when we started with the ball. And also we've been conceding every game on transition defense, but now we had a D mid to either break it up or slow it down to allow our defense to get back the ball movement. It was great. I already touched on it earlier, but the ball movement was great. And I loved how creative we were on the tag opposed to other games. We were looking to break through the center, play it over the top, cross it in, play a one-two, play a negative, dance around, and then swing it around. I absolutely loved everything we were working with today. 
It was very creative and it was very fun for a fan to watch and a soccer fan nonetheless. Oh, nothing helps so much. I know he made a silly mistake and arguably on the second or third or the third goal, he was kind of at fault a little bit, but he break he he stopped so many attacks and he's just such a presence and him getting the ball and driving forward and being an extra attacker from deep. It helps so much because sometimes I feel like we just need that extra player and we don't have it. <laughs> like I feel like we need a 12th, but he becomes that 12th man when he goes in and he just electrifies the stadium. The fans love him. The players love him. It's really good to have nothing back. I got to give two shout outs to players. I've been a little rough on in the past, Paul Marie and J Bo. Paul Marie, I said, is either very hit or miss. When he's missed, it's bad. And when he's hit, it's pretty good. He's really gotten comfortable with this right back role. And he's looking more and more consistent. And he's getting in the tech, but doing a great job of coming back. I think we're starting to solve our right back problem. We don't need to sign anyone. We don't need to look for anything. As much as I love Tommy Thompson as well, and I'd love to see him out there. Paul Marie has been excellent these last couple of games, and we got to give him his flowers. The other one, King Jeremy Obosi or J-Bo. Man, I, I, we knew he was a good player, and we just – he wasn't connecting. It, no one really blamed him. It just looked like he wasn't a part. He's really found the rhythm with the team, and I think it's more so the team's finding him. Man, he is just making smart runs. He's connecting. It looks like we have a striker. I don't even remember the last time I felt like that. It is incredible to have him. All hail King Jabo. He's still going for that golden boot. Now I want to have my unsung moment of the match. A moment where it really just changed the tone or helped the team. And it's just something that didn't get highlighted. For me, it was in around the 26th minute. JT Marcinowski made a huge save. They were already up 2-0. And he gets a save off the goal line and pushes it out to Jabo so he can clear it. This was absolutely huge for us. Because that game would have really gone away for us. 3-0, you just, it's over for most teams. But this allowed us to stay in the fight and come back. So the unsung moment goes for JT Marcinowski. Thank you, JT. Now for my unsung hero of the match. This is a guy who I think just did all the dirty work, does all these great things, but maybe doesn't get all the credit because he wasn't on the stat line or he didn't score all the pretty goals. But for me, was the player of the match. This was Eric Romady. The amount of play he broke up was ridiculous. The only time he didn't win a ball was when they scored. Think about that. Think how many more times they would have scored. He'd stop transition defense. He won ball. He won foul for us. The Eric Romady special where he just goes in front and he gets fouled. It was absolutely incredible. He was my man of the match. He worked like a dog. It was incredible. And it just him in that defensive role suits us so well. And it suits him really well. And if Yudson comes back healthy, Romady can work a little bit harder and then come out as a sub. I absolutely love this. So my unsung hero of the match is Eric Romady. Our first fan question of the day asks, how I feel about Landon Donovan being the coach? Donovan's one of my favorite players and has my all-time favorite moment, that 2010 Algeria goal. And it'd be really cool to see him come back to his roots, not LA. And I would love to see him on the touchline and maybe even see him after the game. But I do agree with Leach that looking for someone with a little bit more or a lot of MLS experience is probably the right move right now, especially after seeing how the last experiment went and how the fans received that. Maybe in the future, give him some time, but right now, I would like some of that MLS veteranship. The next question asks, who do you think is going to, or has already, going to succeed the most under this new coach? I think it's very clear and simple. I think it's Eric Romady. Open Cup game, he's the captain. This new system puts him in his most comfortable defensive mid-roll, and he was a star for Seattle. So, so far for me, it's Eric Romady.